language of Rosh Hashanah. The extent to which the language of the Kabbalah penetrates our prayers and our customs is not generally appreciated, and this is never so true as at the time of Rosh Hashanah. But this is in fact a crucial piece of information, because unless we appreciate the Kabbalistic understanding of the prayers and symbols associated with the new year, we are very apt to misunderstand and even distort the essence of the festival. To understand the new year, we can start off by looking at the meaning of the term Rosh Hashanah. In Hebrew, the term means head of the year. The year is related to as one spiritual entity. According to the Kabbalah, every spiritual entity has a head aspect, which is the potential aspect of the entity, and a body aspect, which is the actualization of the entity. Rosh Hashanah can therefore be considered as the potential for the year ahead, in which we determine what we will actualize in the year itself, at least in energy terms. And this gives the day its importance. It follows that we want to be happy and positive on this important day in order to attract and actualize happiness and positivity throughout the year. The correct attitude is a day of confidence, blessing and joy when we feel ourselves to be blessed and we bless others. But what about all those ideas of sins and repentance you're going to ask? Well, look carefully in the prayer book and you will find that there are no confessions of sins on Rosh Hashanah. What was appropriate for the month of Elul is not appropriate for Rosh Hashanah and there are no confessions on this day. Many of the prayers expressed on Rosh Hashanah are prayers for life. Write us in the book of life, we say. But we need to understand what the term life means here. The Kabbalistic meaning of the word life means our connection with the source of all life. On Rosh Hashanah, we want to affirm our connection with God, the divine, and more intimately, our connection with our soul, which is the essence of God within us. We affirm on Rosh Hashanah that we will be able to actualize this most important relationship throughout the year. Write us in the book of life means, therefore, that I make a resolution or affirm that in this coming year, I want to be in a closer connection with the essence of my life, with all life. In the language of the prayers, this is described as making God our King. In fact, if we look at the three main themes on the Rosh Hashanah prayers, they are described as Malchuyot, Zichronot and Shofarot, normally translated as kingliness, remembrance and the Shofar. Rabbi Baruch Ashlag, however, relates all three meanings to our relationship with the source of all life. It goes as follows. Malchuyot. A person needs to accept the sovereignty of God over him in terms of his thought, his speech and his word. 
The term sovereignty might seem strange to modern ears, but how about swapping it for the word governance? Do I just act, speak or even think randomly or for my own gratification, thinking it does no harm? Do I speak carelessly, thinking my words have no power? Do I allow myself to think harmful thoughts about myself and others, thinking it doesn't matter? Or do I make God my governance, crown God my king, allow his godly ways to be my guide? So we pray for God to shine forth, to appear in his glory over us. Because in truth, that's what we want to do. We want to hold the mitzvot of Torah dearer to us than our will for self-gratification. And that is the meaning of making God our king. That God guides our thoughts, our words and our deeds, and not our desires for our ego fulfilment. Remembrance The prayers say that our remembrance should go up before God, but they also say there is nothing forgotten before him. So really, the issue of remembering refers to ourselves. A person has to make the effort to remember God at all times. So he'll remember to put God first, or, as we said earlier, to crown God our King. How do we remember God? By acting with compassion. The truth is that to become closer to God, we need to be in affinity of form with him, that is called dvekut, that is acting in accordance with his virtues. Just as he is compassionate, so do we need to be compassionate. As he is merciful, so do we need to be merciful. And this is the inner meaning of the blowing of the shofar. The shofar is the sound of compassion, the sound of mercy resounding in the universe. On Rosh Hashanah, we blow the shofar, not only for ourselves, but for all mankind, and never has humankind more urgently needed the sound of the shofar. Now, Rosh Hashanah is also called Yom Hadin, the Day of Judgment, or more accurately, the Day of the Strict Rule. In order to understand this term, we need to look at the Kabbalah teaching on the inner meaning of Rosh Hashanah. In the Bible, we are told in Leviticus chapter 23 as follows, And God spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, On the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a Sabbath, a remembrance and blowing of the horn, a holy convocation. You shall do no work, and you shall offer up a fire offering to the Lord. If we look at this, we see that the blowing of the shofar is the one aspect of Rosh Hashanah that is mentioned in the Bible. The matter is as follows. The Midrash teaches us that when the world was first created, it was created through the quality of din, translated as strict rule. And then he combined this strict rule with the virtue of loving-kindness. Man therefore needs both the light of wisdom, which is associated with the virtue of the strict rule, together with the light of loving-kindness. 
if he has come to the purpose for which he was created. This process is taught in the Zohar in a characteristically metaphorical way. Come and see how it is on the day of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur when the judgment is found in the world and the adversary angel stands to accuse. Then Israel needs to awaken with the Shofar and to arouse the voice of the Shofar which is composed of water, fire and air corresponding to the Svirot Chesed, Gvura and Tiferet which become one included in the sound and to make the sound of the voice of the Shofar heard. Rabbi Hudelev Ashlag, in his commentary on the Zohar, teaches us as follows. The twelve months of the year of the Tikkun, the rectification of the vessel of Malchut, from its beginning to its end, the Malchut being the source of our souls. And since at the end of the year, the Tikkun is not completely finished until we reach the final redemption, we need to act to its rectification each year, until the final redemption. So each year we add another layer of work, just like the rings of a tree. We start the cycle of the year again, but each time we are growing. The cycle of rectification of the Malchut, which is the Sphira all the souls belong to, starts again each year on the fourth day of creation, which is Rosh Hashanah, which falls on that day. This is when the Malchut came forth in the inner meaning of the biblical scripture, and God made the two great lights, that is, the sun and the moon. In terms of the spiritual entities, the sun refers to the Zerampin, and the moon to the Malchut. At the time of their coming forth, both spiritual entities received their light from the Sphira above them, which is the Sphira of Bina. The Zerampin, receiving the light of loving-kindness from Bina, and the Malchut, which is the carrier for the vessels of receiving, receiving the great light of Chochmah. But this is direct light of God, which the Malchut cannot pass on to the souls, unless it is first clothed by the light of loving-kindness. This is so that there would not be any danger of receiving this light with our wills to receive for ourselves alone, and causing another breaking of the vessels, as happened in an early event in the cosmic evolution. This great light is present in the Malchut on this day of Rosh Hashanah. So it is important to deal with it. And this we are told to do by enclosing it with the light of loving kindness. And we do this by the blowing of the Shofar. The sound of the Shofar is the sound of loving kindness. It is the voice of Bina. It brings compassion and mercy into the world, uniting the light of wisdom with the light of loving-kindness, and the three lines, chesed, loving-kindness, which is water, gvura, wisdom, which is fire, and tiferet, which is compassion and air, become as one. On Rosh Hashanah, Jews all over the world sound the shofar, not just for ourselves, but for all the world, bringing the light of loving-kindness and compassion for all of us. We pray on Rosh Hashanah that we may be in connection with God and this is what is meant by praying for life. So this year let us plan a new closer connection with the source of all life, a living connection with the divine and bring the sound of compassion to resonate throughout the whole world.